Yo, what is good, everybody? Welcome back to Diamond Talk. It is that special time of year where we rank players and we absolutely have no idea where they actually end up. But then we look back at last year and be like, hey, we're pretty good at this. Uh, I'm here with Rob and Nick, man. How you guys doing? Yo, what's going on, guys? Good to be here. My favorite time of probably every offseason is doing rankings just to see what arguments we get into, the crazy shit that we all have opinions on these players about. So we're definitely ready to dive in. Oh, yeah. Excited for this. You know, ranking these position players is always so much fun. You see guys that you really had no idea were that good. Uh, we got one on the first base side for sure later on. But right now, you know, it's it's seeing who are the guys that are slipping from years past and who are the guys that are up and coming. And today, today we're going we're gonna to start with the catchers. Uh, it's a position that's been changing over the last few years. More changes are going to come to that position in the very near future. But today's top 10 is going to be catchers. But before we do that, right, we're going to start off with a little baseball trivia for you guys. And you guys didn't know this was coming. But like I said, I got a trivia calendar book, so you guys are stuck with it. It happens. Right. right? All right, here we go. So the topic is baseball oddities, right? The question is, oh, actually, it's pretty cool, man. Look, uh, the, the Hall of Fame vote is coming up. Catcher episode, Joe Maurer is on the ballot. He, he, there's a very good chance he makes it. So let, let's get into it. How many players, <laughs> how many players who reached 3,000 hits since the year 2000 have failed to win a batting title. You have four options. It's A, none, B, one, C, two, or D, five. How many players to, to join the 3,000 hit club since 2000 yeah. have never won a batting title? Correct. That is the question. Mm. Yeah. It's tricky on this. Honestly, look, to, to be honest with you, I'd go, I'd go with the five. Because I, I don't feel like winning a batting title, like a lot of guys who have over 3,000 hits, like aren't necessarily like winning batting titles like that for some reason. Now that I think of, of a lot of the names who would join that 3,000 hit club. So I'll probably go with the five. I'm going to say three. And there's only two names that come to mind. I'm thinking Jeter and Cabrera, but I can't think of a third one, but Ooh. I'm just going to say it. Ooh, so actually, so Rob's correct. The answer is five, right? So the names, the names are Kyle Ripken Jr., he did it in the year in the year uh, two thousand. Jeter would have to be on. There. Jeter, Jeter did it. Jeter did it in twenty eleven. Adrian Beltre, who did it in twenty seventeen. Rafael Palmero, um, and last but not least, Craig Biggio. None of them won a batting title. All of them Hall of Famers. Potentially Adrian Beltre, Hall of Fame vote. Potentially Hall of Famer too this year. Please take the potentially out of there. Like, I don't. I don't. Hall of Famer Adrian Beltre. I don't make the votes. There was one voter who thought Derek Jeter wasn't wasn't a a, a Hall of Famer. So we, I don't know what you want to tell you here. Um, but anyway, now that we're done with that, that nonsense, let's get into nitty gritty here. So our top ten, right? We're gonna tell you ten through six first. We're gonna discuss a little bit. See see some guys who we thought should have been there, might have not been there. But number ten, Yanir Diaz, right? Uh, Houston Astros uh, was blocked by catching great Martin Maldonado. That's a fucking choice. Uh, number nine, Jonah Heim followed up his breakout season with an even better season. So he comes in at number nine. Gabriel Moreno, he is the gold glover who made the World Series this year with the Diamondbacks. How how you like that trade, Blue Jays? Uh, Wilson Contreras, big brother to William Contreras, who all, the, <laughs> all we heard about him this year was how bad he was for the Cardinals. Yeah, no, go look at the numbers. <laughs> and then I'll say a very surprising six. It's a very surprising six. I'm, I'm, I think the baseball world would all find this as like, what? Yeah, 
<laughs> Tier Rob's eyes. Number six is JT Real Muto, which falls out of top five for the first time in a few years, um, two, two or three years, I think. Last year, he was our number one catcher. So kind of a steep drop-off, right? He doesn't even get into our top half of the show. But <laughs> let's get started, man. Ten through six, what were some of your takeaways here? Oh, a lot of a lot of interesting names, man. I think I think you have to look at especially the the tandem. Well, not the tandem, but like the two of of Moreno and and Jonah Heim. Like you know, being the two catchers that were out there um, in the World Series this year, definitely a um, a big honor, you know, for them to to be seen as as higher ranked catchers this year than they previously have been. Um, I think both, but also at the same time, they're also two guys who both struggled. You know, when when World Series time came around, yeah, they they had their highlights in a couple series, but you know, they did struggle during postseason time. So we are going to have to pay a little bit of close attention to that. Um, Diaz is, is another young one. He, he's another young cat. Like it's just, he's probably going to move up these rankings depend, you know, as um, depending on how a lot of people look at him, I think a lot of people view him to have a lot of high potential with the Astros. So he would, he's a name that definitely wouldn't surprise me climbing up these lists. Then you have to look at some of the other guys, right? Like Contreras is a veteran. Yo, Contreras, like, he had he had the start to last season that he ended up having. It was it was a bad start to last season. And we're also not going to sit here and, and necessarily say that he played stellar defense. I don't think he's ever been known for having stellar defense out there. But, you know, I think he did improve a little bit as the season went on to how he was at the beginning of the year with the Cardinals. Um, I think if we remember, a lot of us were like, damn, like he might he might end up be, get traded out of St. Louis. I think there wasn't there a talk about him. Yeah, like playing some first base or like getting moved and all this stuff um, in the in the lineup and everything. So for him to finish the year the way that he did, um, it's surprising. And it actually points to, you know, a lot of that where it's just like a lot of people's opinions of players are formed real early on. Right. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people that go back and look at the at the end of the year stats for Wilson Contreras and realize like that he you can make the argument that he probably had a better season than the season that he had with the Cubs before he joined the Cardinals, like at least on the offensive end. Um, you know, so I think it was a, a very solid year for him seeing him come in at number seven. I had him personally ranked a little bit lower, but still, I think a, a legitimate top 10 catcher in this league. Um, and then yo, Ramuto got to be the toughest one, man, because I had, um, I think I had Ramuto in my top five or I might've had him at six. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but it's tough to see him out the top five, even if I had him at six, because he's just, oh man, it, if you just ask me, who do I want as catcher in the MLB? I don't think I picked three catchers over JT Romuto. If you, if you just asked me who I wanted as, as my backstop right now, I don't think I picked three names ahead of him, but looking at the stats that were posted last season, we know that ca catchers look, catchers are a volatile position. In terms, in terms of rankings, you're never, you're. This isn't Buster Posey era. This isn't Yadier Molina. This isn't Joe Maurer era. We're more than likely never going to go in every every season expecting to see a Ramuto at the top or a Sean Murphy. I think the closest that we're going to get is is obviously Adley, who will be you know mentioned later on in our in our episode. Um, sorry if that's a spoiler that Adley Rushman is in the top five for catchers, but like he's he's probably the closest name that we end up having. But for Ramuto to be six, I mean. I think it, it talks more to to how the catchers are stepping up a bit. And I think for Realmuto, he kind of has to have a bounce back of his own as well, because I think the Phillies have kind of like a, the Phillies have a, a bigger lens on them than a lot of other teams do. And I think G JT Realmuto is still being looked at as like a big contributor on that team, especially with Harper and Trey Turner and a lot of the other guys that they have on there. I mean, these guys have postseason ambitions year in and year out um, at this point. So I think Realmuto has to continue to be a, a part of that. 
Um, and I think he will be back in the top five come next season. My biggest takeaway from this is war is just as bullshit of a stat as I've ever thought it was. Like, war is all about accumulation and games played. So when you go to war and you, like, start your catcher discussion based off war, it just goes how many plate appearances they have. Literally. Literally, it goes off plate appearances. Also, you have to have production with that. But for these bottom six, I mean, for the bottom five for us, I had Real Milto at three because I was looking at the numbers. I was going back and forth. I was like, okay, let's be real. If I was a GM, if I was running a team, who am I picking? When am I picking Real Milto? And I'm putting him third overall. So for him to land six, I get it. You look at the numbers, they were down. And in an offense like that, how do you have down numbers? We'll talk about a guy later that I put way down my list because he's in such a good offense, but I didn't have the top five. But like with Rio Moto, yeah, he's still the third catcher that I want. And there are some guys that are creeping up on him, but it's all about playing time. He didn't have as many at-bats as a lot of the other guys last year. Um, he played, you know, he spotted in different spots in the lineup. So for me, that was the big one is war is just a bullshit stat. And catcher's the one position as I'm going through my rankings that I realized who do I have? I have to watch them to really know who would I want as my catcher, how I'm going to rank them. It's not just going to be the numbers. But you have guys like Inir Diaz who has the numbers in spades and had somebody in his way. And that's a lot of, you know, with these guys, they're splitting so much time is how do you really know who that good catcher is? And to Rob's point of not having the Buster Poseys and the Audio Molinas, we don't have guys that are going to catch 140, 150, 160 games a year. We just don't. That's not in the cards anymore. So catcher is kind of a position that, is going away from that, you know, everyday guy that you can trust and and make sure he's there every day. Maybe it's coming back with the with the stolen base rules and the changes there. I think we might be getting more into defensive oriented catchers rather than just another stick in the lineup, and that could have you have a few more games back there. Um, but it was really interesting to see some of these guys. You know, Jonah Heim had a great year, but was injured. What if he was healthy all year? How much higher is he? Because he was great defensively too. He wasn't just good offensively. He was great defensively. I believe he had the third highest war from catcher spot. So if you get, if you match the playing time, the per at bat basis, that's when you really get into who, who the best catchers are. I think it's a really solid six through 10. Like I would love to have any of these guys on my team. And I don't think we've said that in years past. The catching, the catching position is a lot closer. You have your, your number one guys for sure, but it, it folds out. It's way deeper than even first base was. Like, it was tough to get those top 10 in there. There was some back and forth for me. I ranked out 15 just because of that. I think it's a solid list. You know, Real Milto at six is, I get why. He had a down year. The numbers aren't there. Um, Wilson Contreras, same thing at seven. Everybody talks so much shit. I mean, the entire Cardinals offense was dog shit last year. And he was he was just a part of it. Like, if that team plays to what we expected last year, he's easily top five. There's not a doubt about it. And then you got young guys like Gabriel Moreno, who showed out in the second half of last year in the playoffs and show that he is a real deal. And to, to your point, Daniel, like the Blue Jays are kicking themselves for that trade. They got fucking Dalton Varsho. They might as well put him in catcher because that's, you know, that's what he was in Arizona. But uh, really good six through 10. I was surprised at the quality that's here. Um, and to have a guy like Rio Muto there it just kind of shows how depth, how deep the catcher position is right now. So before before I get into my breakdown, I, I you know I, I like mentioned this before we start breaking down who were top ten, but before I get into what I what I want to say, what went into your um, choosing where guys went right? So what was your kind of uh, process to to choosing your guys in, in what order? Yeah, so in term in terms of me, I I did it the the way that I 
that I stick to just about every time we do their ranking. So I'll look at what they did the season prior. I'll look at at, at a two-year sample. Um, I try to look at guys and analyze them closely in terms of ABs. Um, I look at hits. I look at, obviously, you have your basic standard stats, your home runs, your RBIs. You still have to look at, you know, advanced analytics, WRC+, OPS, WAR. Um, you have to look at their defensive stats. And honestly, like, for I honestly think, for catchers more than any other position, me personally, I have to go back and look at video highlights because you have to be able to see how they like are, are, I don't want to say calling a game, right? Because I'm not there like, like watching them call the game, but like how they're, how they're able to frame, how they're able to, to, um, you know, catch certain games against a uh, stronger opponents, how they're able to get certain numbers out of, you know, maybe not so high level starting pitching that you have in a certain rotation. Um, so I think for catchers more than a lot of other positions, there's a lot that I look at on my end. Yeah, for sure. Catcher is the most difficult one. Um, almost all the other positions, it's just about the offensive numbers because there's very few guys who stand out defensively so much to me that they're a difference maker in that aspect, a la Kevin Kiermaier in center field. But huh, I got to bring him up every chance I get. Uh, for catcher, though, it, yeah, it is going back and watching. I mean, I didn't play it at a high level, but I played catcher through high school. So there are styles that I like. And as a former pitcher, there's guys that I would want to throw to. That's why Javi Lopez is like my favorite catcher ever from the Braves back in the 90s. Like the way he caught the ball, the way he received it, like it, it's almost like he caught it at his belly button. And he got so many strikes from Brewers pitchers just because of that fact. Like the umpire didn't really know where the ball crossed the plate because the way he caught that ball, he didn't stick it out in front. Um, I look at things like that. So when you have a guy like, you know, Jonah Heim, who has those soft hands and doesn't, it's it's like he receives the ball as a strike every single time instead of sticking it and showing the umpire that. So going back and watching it, for me, a lot of defense with the catching position. And that's why it's tough because if you're not in there very often, it's tough to see that. Um, no, normally, I mean, I go, I go to a couple different websites. I do start with war because I think while I don't believe it's the best metric out there, it does a good job of trying to encompass everything and it gives me a list to go off of. But then I, I pull back, you know, my favorite stat is OPS. So that kind of leads away from me offensively. But watching some video of them and seeing how they handle the pitchers, how they even how they handle umpires. That was one reason why Buster Posey was so good. He would have those conversations with umpires to find out what he needs to change for his pitching staff. Same thing with Yachty. They would find out what the umpire is looking for. And when you go back and look at some of these guys, you know, Adley, he's it's like he's talking to the umpire every single half inning just to find out what's going on. Because his pitching pitching staff was not very good last year, except for the bullpen, and he got a lot of strikes. And I know we're not too Adley yet, but that's kind of what I look at is, especially with catcher, much more. What are they doing to affect the game, not just with the stick, but you know, at, behind the plate, talking with the umpire, making sure their staff is controlled. Yeah, and look for me, the way I look at this is, who do I specifically want for the year twenty twenty four, for this upcoming season? Right. And the, the stuff that goes into that is, you know, can I have you behind the plate? Right. Or, or are you someone that's going to struggle back there? Um, what do I see your offense projecting at? Right. So, you know, spoiler alert. Part of the reason why JT Romuto was as low as he was, was my fault. I had him all the way at eight. Right. So when I made that decision, it was something like, hey, he's entering that age where catchers typically fall off. The only catchers that take that next step, ironically, has been Yadier Molina who from his age 33 to 36 was probably some of his best offensive years in the MLB. But that's not typical, right? Usually for the catcher position, once you hit 34, you're kind of on your last legs to, to, you know, to say the least, right? Um, so that's part of my projections, right? 
Also, I want to see if you're a younger catcher, are you getting better, right? Like, do your numbers seem like they're going to a place where you're going to take a next step offensively? Um, and for some of these guys, that, that was the case, right? So, you know, Yanir Diaz, I probably had higher than most where Yanir Diaz, for me, came in at number six. And, you know, what I can tell you is Yanir Diaz couldn't frame for shit last year. But he had a cannon in a, in, in a league where now we're, you know, the, the base running is way more important than it was, you know, in years past. I need a guy that could throw some guys out, right? Plus the, 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 the hitting, oh my God, the advanced metrics on the hitting were, were amazing. Where I'm really interested to see what he looks like being the full-time catcher now, right? Again, Ma, Ma, uh, what's called Martin Maldonado is there and not to, you know, shit on his career or anything like that. But he's not a guy that should have blocked someone like Yainer in it in my opinion, man. And then just to a little background, when, when I was a player, I played catcher through like unaffiliated minor league ball, right? That was my position. Um, and I love the defensive side of it, right? I was blessed with an arm, couldn't hit for shit, but I can throw anything you put in my hands like 90 miles per hour, which was fun. Um, looking at the catcher position, it's like the one spot on the field where you're in every play. So you 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 matter a lot more than people give you credit for, which is why those top five guys we're going to talk about, it's a little bit more also what they do for the team overall, right? And I think JT falls into that category, like you guys mentioned, where if I'm starting a team, yeah, JT's definitely probably one of my top three guys um, to say, yeah, I trust you back there because you've caught guys who, you know, think about it. Your team's been to the NLCS the last two years. You, you've you caught a staff that, in my opinion, has overperformed a little bit. So he, he definitely matters with that as well. Um, before we get to top five guys, man, just a couple of guys that, that um you know missed missed the cusp here right uh we had some some random guys uh who was the jeffers jeffers from the twins right he was someone who was on our potential list he had a good season last year i I think if you go back and look at the numbers though it was an outlier right he's not someone you you really think of doing too good names that we didn't mention but should probably be in the front of your mind logan ohapi for the angels he was hurt most of last year, so we didn't really get to see him much. But when he played, he was he, he was pretty good. Um, but the sample size wasn't there for us, so we thought, hey, let's let's hold off on that, right? Um, someone that wasn't on the list because, you know, basically the person who makes our list is a hater is Gary Sanchez. I'm gonna tell you right now, Gary Sanchez is gonna be on this list next year. Um, I don't know that for true, but he, I don't know that for sure. But he had he had a, he had a pretty good season uh, once he got to San Diego. Are we gonna count his Mexico League stats? Yo, I, yo, you took the word right out of my mouth. I was about to be like, yo, are we doing are we doing the Dominican Winter League rankings? Yo, like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, like like yo, I but 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 like on, on an also serious though, I think I think one guy we have to like mention with, with all that, I think is Francisco Alvarez. Yes, I think sir. yeah, know, at yeah, the catcher absolutely. position uh for, for the Mets, I think if I, I we saw this year, he obviously has a lot more work that he has to do. But when you talk about like just a potential destructive bat in a lineup i don't think there's much catchers in front of him right now in the mlb like like you're looking at a guy who is probably a like a legitimate 40 home run and we don't have that a lot when it comes to catchers like he's like legitimate that good of a potential power bat for the mets um who's a who's a guy who could easily be here um you know next year i think what what nick pointed out to is key right when we do these catcher rankings all these all these years I think this is probably the strongest group that we've had, like one through ten, Definitely. because I 100%. would take, I would take, the, I would take any of the six through ten as as a starting catcher for my team right now. 
like without question. And I think like if we went back last year or the year before, right, like not to throw shade on my own catcher, but like we were in, we were having a conversation where like Jose Trevino was like ninth or 10th, right? Like, it's just like, and, and a guy who has for most of his career been a backup catcher, it's good to move away from that conversation now where like the 10 guys here are legitimately heading into 2024 starting catchers in this league. They should be starting catchers for any, you know, any team. And look, you look at these names, every single team here is a potential playoff team. Like, yeah, one, one or two teams might miss out, but every single team here and these top 10 catchers for this season are potential playoff teams. So that's definitely good to see. The other name to throw out there is uh, the guy who came up late last year, Patrick Bailey for the Giants. Not to just promote yeah. the Giants, but dude, can that guy catch? Holy shit. He has no stick. Like, just throw a cardboard cutout of him up there and it'd be even better. He'd probably get on base more. But as far as catching goes, that's a guy who just glove alone could really be in the top 10 next year pretty easily. Pa Patrick Bailey was the best defensive catcher in the MLB as soon as he came up. It wasn't even close. The metrics show it. Um, yeah. Every, every defensive metric you have, Patrick Bailey not only was better, he was better by a long by a long stretch right like him being one and that number two especially when you compare the amount of time they were up what isn't even really close exactly he only had um, 97 games to do that in with defensive war being a cumulative stat like it's it, it was insane what he did last year yeah guy showed out you know one, one thing on francisco alvarez right he's looked at as this offensive potential monster defense was great last year francisco alvarez really re, yeah he, he did he did great defensively right um I don't know about you guys. The reason why I didn't have him here is I, I thought that the, the offense needed to be better, <laughs> ironically, right? For a guy who's an offense first hitter, I thought that he, he gave me some uh, Anthony Volpe vibes here where it was like. Yeah, I think his, we, I think his basic, like so, some of his basic numbers definitely like have, like definitely need improvement. Like that's why I think he, I think as an all around player, he, ha he has to improve next season. But the two names we just mentioned here, I mean, yo. It's like you look, you look behind you, right? Like, oh, uh, Diaz is, is turned around and it's just like, yo, Patrick Bailey and Francisco Alvarez in the mirror, right? Behind them. like, Because it's just like, you honestly have to look at this list and be like, yo, two of these guys are like probably drop off next year because we just made yeah. the statement. You're potentially talking about the best young defensive catcher in the entire sport and the, be and the best young offensive catcher in the entire sport, like in Alvarez and Bailey potentially. So those are two guys and, and two exciting names too, right? With with teams that have postseason aspirations or at least attempt to as well in the Mets and Giants. So, like, a lot of interesting names on a lot of competitive teams. Well, the crazy part, too, is, I mean, how high was everybody on both the catchers for the Blue Jays last year? And they didn't pop up. I mean, if they have their years, yep. like, I mean, the dude, the catching position is deep. And it, the good news is it's deep for a good reason. It's not deep because they're shitty. It's deep because there's actually good catchers throughout the league yeah. right now. It became a competitive position, which it hadn't been for a, for a long time. I, I, it's been it's been kind of shady. So let me just tell you guys the guys who dropped off our list from 2023 coming to 2024. So you mentioned one of the Blue Jays, Alejandro Kirk. He was all the way up to number six this year. Kirk was in contention to be here, and I, I, none of us were really that that interested. I think I think Nick might have had him in there in his list. Nope. No. Okay. So none of us had him really. <laughs> Nick is like, don't um, put that on me. <laughs> I'll be wearing my Blue Jays jersey. Not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, the, the other guy, Salvador Perez, which, you know, at this point in his career, he, he really is mostly a DH, right? Defensively, he's not good. Um, he hits well at this point, right? He's hitting some homers, but for the most part, you can't. it's hard to consider him a, a catcher um, at this point in his career, at least. And then Travis Darno, we mentioned how thin it was last year. We had two Braves on the list last year, right? Like, how it's, it's, hard, it's hard to do that at any position in the MLB. So, you know, th those guys dropped off, man. But let's get into our top five here. Uh, so number five, Kyle Raleigh, Mariners. 
Um, you know, obviously we'll get a little bit more into him, but he was a big reason why the Mariners were competitive. I, I, in my opinion, he was probably the MVP of the team last year when he was healthy. Um, number four, William Contreras, little brother surpasses big brother. Uh, did some big things with Milwaukee. At three, Will Smith, and not the one that slaps people. Uh, he's Dodgers. We'll talk about that. Nick, Nick, Nick has some strong opinions there. One and two, I was surprised that both of you got that it worked out this way. Number two is Adley Rushman, uh, Baltimore Orioles, most important part of that team. And number one, Sean Murphy. Oh my God. You don't know how, how that, that, this is a little light around my heart right now. That's going, Sean, Sean, Sean. It, it, it's, it's awesome. But Sean Murphy for the Atlanta Braves gets the number one spot, guys. Top five, talk to me, man. How, how, what do you guys think about our list? I think it's about as good as you can get with a top five. Um, honestly, I think the only guy which we which we already addressed, even out the top five, that I would have make an argument for is Real Muto. Um, so outside of that, you have the five names that that are probably coming off of this season should be there. Um, Kyle Raleigh, it, it, to me, like I feel like I, I, again, I'm, I'm not trying to th- throw shade, but I feel like when Kyle Raleigh came onto the scene, a lot of people were just like, "This is just another guy, right? Like that's just gonna be like, oh, he has like a fun year and then like a fall off." Um, no, like he, he's established himself as one of the top catchers in the league. Um, and that that's great for him. Like, like what you said, I think um, it makes the job of the Mariners a lot easier because it's, it's we all know that catching is one of those positions where it's tough to fill um, in terms of like a, a, a person who can bring some type of value to your team. Right. So when you have that position filled, it kind of becomes a position like in the back of your head that you don't really have to think about. Um, so for someone like Kyle Raleigh to be able to hold down that position for the Mariners currently, I, I think it's great for him. When you look at some of the, the other names in our list, I mean, William Contreras, um, yeah, surpass, surpass uh, Big Bro. Um, I think, and I think it's not too surprising either. We kind of saw the bat that he had um, when he was over in Atlanta and everything. Like everyone projected like that, that this guy would be like that dangerous of a guy. And I think he's been doing really good work um, for the Milwaukee, uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers being one of the main guys over there. Um, and then I think the top three is probably what you would have to go with right now. I think if you ask people in general, like, yeah, we're all going to have, like I said, I'll, I don't think I can name three other people in front of JT Romuto that I'd rather have. But if you're just talking about like how 2024 went, I don't think a lot of other people are going to give you like three different names besides Sean Murphy, Adley Rushman, and Will Smith as the top three um, with Will Smith being clearly the third guy. <laughs> like, I, and again, like it's, it's no shade, but it's like, once you get to the Sean Murphy, Adley Rushman conversation, I have Adley Rushman one for me. Um, and I, ha- I put Sean Murphy number two. Um, it's, it, it's honestly a 1A, 1B situation. That's, that's where both of these guys are. The reason why I picked Adley number one um, is, is partially part of the reason why you mentioned, right? Like I'm looking at 2024. I'm looking at um, how these guys stand. I think that Adley's, um, try to see if you understand like what I'm saying. I think that his his stature in the league right now is higher than Sean's to the point where I think he kind of has to do less to be seen as the top guy at the position. I don't yeah. want to work. I don't. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think where it comes down to is he's the face of his franchise, where right. Sean Murphy definitely isn't. Right? Sean yeah, Murphy, yeah. other Sean, guys. Sean is the, is like the four fifth guy. Is realistically the four fifth guy in Atlanta, right? When you start bringing in pitchers and everything into conversation, so. Um, I think because Adley is in that position, he's much more like like Nick is going to be familiar. Like everyone expects Adley Rushman to be the next Buster Posey. Not necessarily like identical, like, you know, oh, he's going to have the power numbers of Posey. But like in terms of like 
you view this guy as the undisputed number one catcher in in baseball or or like number two, right? Like he's never dropping number two. It's the Posey Molina conversation. Like that's the type of catcher that Ali Rushman is. I do think Sean Murphy is in that conversation currently. I just don't know if Sean, if given five, six, seven years later that I see Sean Murphy as that. But for right now, absolutely. Sean Murphy like belongs in that conversation with Adley. And Adley, I just think Adley's, the seasons that are going to come up from Adley are just going to be something that push him into that MVP conversation where I don't see that coming from Sean Murphy. And I think that's why I gave the edge to him. But if you tell me that you have Sean Murphy as the number one catcher in baseball going into 2024, um, I'm telling you right now, if Sean, if Sean Murphy is your starting catcher for your team, you have an extremely big smile on your face because you have, again, one of the top two catchers in baseball. And it's not something that you should be upset with. I just think that Adley is, is you know, obviously the bigger superstar name. And I think we're going to see that again when, when 2024 comes. Uh, for me, even though this isn't my top five, I love this top five. Absolutely love it. Like Cal Rally, I had him at seven. He's he can I I could put him in my top five, no problem. I mean, it was just all you know personal preference for for me. The thing with Cal Rally, I love that he's getting the recognition at least on our list because he is that good. He he is a top five catcher in the game. There's no doubt about it. Um, great offensively. I mean, just bombs for home runs. These aren't these aren't catcher home runs. These aren't the home runs. Like, oh, is it going to get out? Oh, is that going to be the longest single we've ever seen this year? These things are hitting second deck in Seattle. Oh, and by the way, he's a good catcher. And don't get me wrong. The reason he was so low for me was because of the staff that he has to catch. George Kirby only throws a ball when he wants to. He doesn't throw like the ball is always going where George Kirby wants it. Uh, you know, Castillo, one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. He might be in our top five for starting pitchers like you know, um, Logan Gilbert. There, he's just stacked with these aces. And when you're catching a staff full of aces, it's easy to look good at what you're doing behind the plate. No shade to him because you still have to catch because they're filthy. They've got great movement with great velocity. So you still have to be able to catch that. But at the same time, it's a pretty good staff to catch to try to be a number one catcher in the game. Um, with William Contreras, look, man, the only reason he was number four on my list was because he just has the most at-bats. He has 611 plate appearances. It was the most by almost 100, I think. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, Adley Rushman had the most, but it was, it was 50, 50 at-bats more than the next closest catcher. He's doing great, and he went from what he was doing in Atlanta and even stepped up even more in Milwaukee. And the thing I just said that was a negative for Cal Rowley is this pitching staff that he's catching helped him out. I could say the same thing about Wilson Contreras, except for the pitching staff that he's catching is far more filthy. Devin Williams has maybe the best pitch in baseball, and he makes it look smooth every single time. Corbin Burns, the number one pitching target for trades right now, everything he throws is filthy. Like the staff that he has to catch is difficult to catch. So it's impressive what he can do back there. Uh, yeah, here comes the hate. Sorry, all you Doctors fans. Will Smith is my number six catcher. When you're in that fucking lineup and you don't do what all these other catchers are doing offensively, go back to being cartoons, bro. Go just like, like leave the baseball field. He's good. Don't get me wrong. If Will Smith was on the Giants, I'm happy with that. I'm fine with it. But you should be doing so much better with what you have in front of you. It's ridiculous. You should have, you should probably lead the league in RBIs this year. And if you don't, there's a real problem with that. But the three guys you're going to have in front of you hitting four, and then same thing with his pitching staff. It's a good staff to catch, but he's solid. Don't be wrong. The hate isn't going to go too far. I would love to have him on my team, but he should have done so much better. If you put a cow rally in that lineup, who, wow, I think he destroys 
Will Smith's numbers. I really do. And that's why Will Smith was number six for me. Top two, Adley and Murphy. Uh, I grabbed a coin. I flipped it seven times, you know, World Series style. Uh, Murphy came out on top. No, but for real, for me, Murphy only had 411 plate appearances, I believe. Uh, sorry, 438 for Sean Murphy compared to uh, Adley Rushman's 687. So Adley had almost a third more plate appearances. That's a lot of plate appearances to do some damage. I don't know why the Braves aren't playing Sean Murphy as much. I mean, it's not like Darno was that much better. And when he played, he was playing great. So for me, I really had to look at the per game, per plate appearance production. And for me, Sean Murphy is a little bit better than Adley Rutschman. And also there is the narrative like Rob was talking about. Adley Rutschman is being propped up as not only the face of his franchise, but he's kind of getting pushed to the face of the league a la Buster Posey. All, all of the media is all over this guy. And for good reason. He deserves it. Absolutely. But when you've got that focus so highly on this guy, to also perform is, is amazing. But if you're talking what catcher do I want behind the plate, assuming they get the same chances at the plate and behind the dish to catch and to hit, I am taking Sean Murphy right now. And it's very close. You give me either one of those guys, I will trade down to the number two pick for catchers in a fantasy draft. And you can give me whoever's left over so I can improve the rest of my team later on because it's so insignificant between these two. I'd be stoked to have either one of them. But they are very clearly the top two. This is your Buster Posey, Yadier, Molina that we're used to from when we're younger. I see these two going back and forth all the time because I don't see either one of them slipping up in their game. They both just seem to have it under control right now on both sides of the plate. Um, they're on great teams. They're catching great staffs. They're in great lineups to hit. The The biggest thing for Adley with me that's a positive is he is he is surrounded by guys. He's not surrounded by the Acuna Juniors and the Austin Rileys as such, but he is hitting higher up at that lineup and doing a lot with it. And if the rest of his lineup keeps improving, he might put up some numbers we haven't seen from a catcher in a long, long time. Here's the, the way I thought about it is, both these guys are in the absolute perfect situation for who they are, right? So if you put Adley on the Braves, I'd actually be a little bit less excited about the Braves. And I know that sounds super weird, but I think the role he, I think he's so good as a hitter that he walks more often. He has a little bit, uh, you know, softer contact than, than um, what's his name, the Sean Murphy. And the truth is, you know, Sean Murphy does benefit from the fact that pitchers have to come after Sean Murphy. If you're going to come after anybody in that lineup, trust me, it's not going to be Ronald Cunha Jr. It's not going to be uh, Matt Olson. It's not going to be Austin Riley. So that leaves you with a whole bunch of fastballs for Sean Murphy, which I don't know if, I don't necessarily know if Adley Rushman would punish the same way, which, which what I think is if you put Sean Murphy on the Orioles now, the Orioles get way worse uh, offensively. Because now you don't have the same fear as facing, you know, Ali Rushman. Because Ali Rushman is one of the top hitters in that lineup, right? Where guys pitch around him, and, and Ali Rushman is good enough to take those pitches and get on base and work that way. So an athlete where Sean Murphy really isn't. I think Sean Murphy would get himself out a lot more often than he would in in you know in Atlanta where he's getting in the fastballs. So you know because they're in the situations there are right. Sean Murphy benefits from being in a great lineup, um, and Ali Rushman benefits from being. Honestly, at this point, the main guy in that lineup where he's getting pitched around, right? So he gets his walks, and that makes his numbers, especially when it comes to on base stuff like that, be a lot better than, than what Sean Murphy's are, right? Defensively, both of them are fucking studs. There's there's nothing to really be said about either one of them defensively. They're both studs. Um, 
you know, we've seen Adley Rushman's impact with the Orioles, right? They started winning as soon as he came up. I don't think it's, I don't think it's anybody's, you know, it, it's very um, easy to see that correlation. When it comes to Will Smith, right? And again, it sounds like hater talk, but it, but it's not hater talk. The truth is, if you go look at his offensive numbers, if you go look at his offensive metrics, they've gotten worse every year for the last four years, right? This isn't a guy who started somewhere and said, okay, I'm going to level up. He's a guy who started somewhere and he was very good and he's stayed very good. He stayed very consistent, but he hasn't hit a next level. I don't think he's going to hit a next level, right? I thought, you know, where he was, he started off higher than I thought he was going to be, but he's pretty much stayed there, right? He, in my opinion, it seems like he's hit his ceiling. I, I don't see him getting any better, and the numbers show that he's gotten worse, you know, since his since he got to major leagues, right after second season. So you know, th- that being said, he still he was my number three catcher, and I tried to make a an argument to have Kyle Raleigh in front of him, and I couldn't, right? Will Smith is that much better than Kyle Raleigh, in my opinion. For for Kyle Raleigh, like he's an elite, elite defender. And like I said, I, when, I, when I introduced him, I, I thought he, you know, Julio Rodriguez is awesome. And he's definitely the best player on the team. But I think there was a definitely, especially last season, you can say when Kyle Raleigh was playing, he was probably the MVP of that team just for the production he was, he was putting up, right? The unexpected production because Julio Rodriguez is a stud. You expect him to do those things. Kyle Raleigh, not so much. Kyle Raleigh, you know, when he's doing things, you're like, oh, who is this guy? Um, what's his name? What's his name? Big Dumper or something like that, right? It, it was, it's something ridiculous. Um, crazy, then, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy, <baby. laughs> right? Um, then when it comes to William Contreras, I think with him, he's never going to be too high on these lists as long as he's with Milwaukee. Because let's be honest, it's it's you're in the middle of America. Nobody nobody watches Milwaukee games. Milwaukee's never going to be on prime time. Um, that team's in the playoffs every year, but every year it's about oh, who are we going to trade away? How's this team going to be okay? And because of that. William Contreras really gets lost, right? Unless he puts up a, a, a godly MVP type season, we're we're just not gonna be talking about him, right? And and that sucks for him, you know what I mean? But it's kind of where we're at, right? Um, you know, but th- th- I think you know I, I love our top five. I think we did a really good job with them. And just just for the record, right? If we're starting a team, and you and you say, hey, look, this is your franchise. I'm picking Adley Rushman. I'm not. I'm not picking Sean Murphy, right? If you're telling me I'm starting a team, it's Adley Rushman. But for 2024 and the situations they're in right now, Sean Murphy is in the best situation you can be as as a as a catcher, where really you're getting all the fat pitches because you have so much around you that you know if you can capitalize on that, you're gonna have a very good season, which we saw last year. And his advanced metrics, number wise, they show that, right? Like. It, it you know it, it's kind of, that's why that's why I'm so excited about him you know again, dude. They just added they just added Jared Kelenic right. Which not, I'm not saying Jared Kelenic is the next big thing, but he's replacing Eddie Rosario, right? Like <laughs> I'm taking Kelenic over Rosario in that lineup personally. For sure, and you're talking like with adding Kelenic. You're talking there's some teams that you had Kelenic. He's their second or third best hitter, and on the Braves he's he was the tenth best hitter. Like <laughs> Kelenic was the Mariners' second best hitter last year outside yeah. of Julio Rodriguez. When Kyle Raleigh wasn't healthy, right? So, yes, they're, they're it's it's very exciting times, right? Like you're pitching, you're pitching Sean Murphy, right? Does, I mean, it doesn't matter how good Sean Murphy gets, you're not gonna choose to pitch to anybody else in in that lineup, right? Especially where he sits. So, you know, Ali Rushman, best catcher in the MLB, but for their positions, I can I can definitely see Sean, I see Sean Murphy putting up better numbers and having an impact. But 
Ali Russian's impact should, you know, that Orioles a different Orioles team without Matt Catcher, in my position, in, in, in my opinion here. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that, that wraps up our catchers. Anything you guys, you guys want to say before we get out of here? Uh, it, it was a really good list. Um, I think, I think the best catcher ranking that, that honestly that we've had, uh, to do so far, um, it kept, it kept the, the episode enjoyable because <laughs> I being able to talk about guys that are, again, that we're planning on seeing actually playing there and not just guys that might end up as potential backups. Um, that's always fun. Um, I will say, I, I think the, the conversation, uh, the, the Sean Murphy, Adley Rushman conversation is probably the closest we have to a Posey, um, Molina ish type of conversation at, at top of the catcher rankings. And I'm gonna say this, I think the only guy, um, just to predict what we're probably going to see here in the next couple of years, the only guy that's probably going to mix up these catcher conversations that much more heavily is probably the, the, um, I forget his name, but, uh, Salas, uh, the, the young prospect that the oh, Padres Ethan Salas? have. Yeah. Yeah. The young, yeah, pro- yeah. the young prospect that the Padres have is probably the, when he ends up coming up, that's a guy who's probably going to end up shifting these conversations massively. But in terms of like, if you look at, at here two, three years out, we're probably still going to be having a Sean Murphy, Adley Rushman conversation. Um, you know, Adley's doing his thing. Murphy, Murph, they're, they're, they're similar, but they're also different, right? Like Murphy is much more strikeout prone. Adley doesn't strike out as much. Um, if you want more focus on like overall offense, like, like better batting average numbers and things like that, you probably shift to Adley. Uh, Sean probably can, can take the defensive um, end of it, right? Like Sean Murphy's defense is, is elite. Um, so it, it's a lot to, to have on there. And, and both guys who are probably going to be in this conversation of, of, you know, how much value does war really hold? both guys who are probably going to be here producing four five, six wars for their teams in the next three years. So it's definitely going to be a good conversation to keep on having. I, I got to warn you, don't bring up Ethan Salas just because, bro, if you thought it was bad with guys like Luis Robert and like all these other like young guys, go. Ethan Salas is like, bro, I, I'm just saying, I, don't, don't get me started. We won't leave the, the, this episode. Daniel would have done. man, what about you? No. Oh my God. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, for me, I, the biggest takeaway for me looking at this catcher list is number one, as Rob said, like to, to enjoyably talk about number 10, 11, and 12, <laughs> that's a good sign. At the same time, Adley can completely separate himself this year. If he does another 650 plate appearance as a catcher and put up these type of numbers and take the Baltimore Orioles to the playoffs again, and maybe go to the next, next round, he can completely separate himself as the best catcher in the game. And there's not even a competition. Everybody's going to say it. Sean Murphy needs the plate appearances because there is that side of it too. If you have a guy like Adley who's doing half the workload, 50% more of your workload and still producing at that level, says a lot, especially at the catcher position. So he has a chance to just really run away with this. I hope he doesn't because I'm a, I'm a Sean Murphy fan. So I hope he gets more playing time in that lineup and can really show what, that he is in the conversation. Um, but yeah, this was, this was fun, which we have never said for the catching position. <laughs> there you go, man. And, and you heard it here for first, right? Ethan Salas, 2025, number one on the catcher. Yeah, already, rankings. already spoiling next year's <laughs> rankings. Yeah, there, there we go. With, with ah, his man, two well, plate yeah. appearances, two plate appearances, two home runs. Ethan Salas is uh, his number one catcher. He, he'll be up in the big leagues before he can, he can legally drive probably. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, guys, man, we're getting out of here. Next rankings for us will be our first baseman. We will catch you guys later. Oh,